Okay, <laughs> so the scripture reading today is Genesis 1, 1 through 19, and then a little later in the chapter, uh, Genesis 1, 26 through chapter 2, 3. Our reading for today is from the book of Genesis. Um, hear these words of God's creation. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. And God said, let there be light, and there was light. God saw that the light was good, and he separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And there was evening, and there was morning the first day. And God said, let there be a vault between the waters to separate water from water. So God made the vault and separated the water under the vault from the water above it, and it was so. God called the vault sky, and there was evening, and there was morning the second day. And God said, let the water under the sky be gathered to one place, and let dry ground appear. And it was so. God called the dry ground land, and gathered the waters he called seas. And God saw that it was good. Then God said, let the land produce vegetation, seed-bearing plants and trees on the land that bear fruit with seed in it, according to their various kinds, and it was so. The land produced vegetation, plants bearing seeds according to their kinds, and trees bearing fruit with seed in it according to their kinds, and God saw that it was good. And there was evening and there was morning the third day. And God said, let there be lights in the vault of the sky to separate the day from the night, and let them serve as signs to mark sacred times and days and years, and let them be lights in the vault of the sky to give light on earth, and it was so. God made two great lights, the greater light to govern the day and the lesser light to govern the night. He also made the stars. God set them in the vaults of the sky to give the light on the earth, to govern the day and the night, and to separate light from darkness, and God saw that it was good. And there was evening and there was morning the fourth day. Later in chapter 26, God said, then God said, let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness, so that they may rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky, over the livestock and all the wild animals, and over all of the creatures that move along to the ground. So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and increase in number, fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish in the sea, and the birds in the sky, and over every living creature that moves on the ground. Then God said, I give you every seed-bearing plant on the face of the whole earth, and every tree that has fruit with seed in it. They will be yours for food. And to all the beasts of the earth, and all the birds in the sky, and all the creatures that move along the ground, everything that has the breath of life in it, I give every green plant for food. And it was so. God saw that all he, God saw all that he had made. And it was very good. And there was evening and there was morning the sixth day. Thus the heavens and the earth were completed in all their vast array. By the seventh day, God had finished the work he had been doing. So on the seventh day, he rested from all of his work. Then God blessed the seventh day and he made it holy because on it, he rested from all the work he had done creating. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God.
Well, good morning, everybody. Um, Craig Zarnota. I came to this church back in uh, the mid-80s. So I think that puts me at around 35 years or so. Uh, it's just been, it, it's been long and it's been wonderful. Uh, but the reason we came here, um, my children just fell in love with the uh, youth program here. And it was a no-brainer that that's what we were gonna do. And it's like, okay, so how, how's that gonna work for us? And in a short period of time, we met with, uh, with the pastor at the time, who was Tom Taylor. And Tom said, just wipe the size of the church out of your mind if that's a problem. Um, you will find your church within the church. And for sure we did. It wasn't one individual person. In those first couple, three Sunday mornings, everybody just came around and it's like, oh, here's a new face that we need to get to know. Uh, this guy and make them welcome and whatnot, and they sure did. In no time, it was all of our churches. My wife and I both. We uh, we loved it here, and uh, and we've sure stuck around. This place has always felt like home. Uh, the 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 people were just always right there. Any time I had any kind of good news or bad news, the uh, church. Um, raised up and they were always just kind of right there for me and it was it was very cool and it, it for sure it was a home away from home you know why do I gravitate up here whenever I want to celebrate something or you know to get some consolas from somebody and uh, that's all about safe spaces and and again when it first heard that it's like oh where did they come up with that but uh, but it's good it's uh, it is safe spaces you know for you know wherever you're at and you know let's all of us put down some some of the walls that we build up around ourselves you know that we don't want to share with somebody and you walk in here and it's like you share anything and everything that you want and uh, everything's good Recently, I, uh, I had a good friend pass away, and uh, it's like, I gotta go to the church. It's my home away from home. And uh, headed up here, <laughs> caught Heidi on her way out the door, and the way she was trotting, I know she was late to go to the next whatever. And I just going up the steps saying, I, um, looking for somebody to pray with and uh, she she made a fast turn we went back upstairs and went in her uh, her office and uh, and we prayed and that's that's what happens here it, it's very it's very cool um, another time I came looking for somebody to pray with the pastor wasn't here and just a parishioner was walking down the the uh, hall and said hey I'll pray with you and you know off we went um, to the little chapel and uh, and again that's what this place has really been all about anyway I love you all and uh, uh, thanks for letting me be a part of your Sunday morning
So today we begin our annual stewardship campaign. I know stewardship is everyone's favorite time of year in the church because it's a time when we talk about money in the church. And the reason that we do this, the reason we talk about money is because it's twofold. The first is that our money and how we choose to use it is part of our faith journey. Just as God cares about every other part of our lives, God cares about how we choose to impact the world with our finances. And then the second reason is because stewardship is this time and when we ask for you to prayerfully consider your pledge to Brexel UMC for the upcoming year. And that's simply so that we can budget appropriately. Pledges directly relate to the ministry we do here at BUMC. And this year, our stewardship series is titled Grace in Action. Grace is this undeserved, unmerited, loving action of God in our lives through the ever-presence of the Holy Spirit. So grace is God's presence in our lives that is creating and healing and forgiving and reconciling and transforming our hearts and our communities and all of creation. That's what grace is. And as followers of Jesus, we receive God's grace and we're called to then share it with others, to live out God's extravagant love in action. That mean, that's what it means to be the church in the world, to be God's grace in action. So over these next three weeks, we're going to focus on how we here at BUMC have been living out God's grace in action. And this week, we are focusing on how we have been creating a home here for people for over 200 years. Let's pray. Oh God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be pleasing and joyful to you, you who is our rock and our redeemer. Amen. So what makes a house a home? I've been thinking about this question the past few weeks. And as I was thinking about it, a, a story came to me. So last, this past spring, I took a six-week spiritual renewal. So I took a break from my regular pastoral duties, and I focused on restoring myself spiritually and mentally and physically. And it was a wonderful time. It was a wonderful time away for those six weeks. And six weeks seemed like it was a really long time when I was planning for it, but it went by really quick. And on my first Sunday back, Marianne walked up to me and she said, welcome home. And she gave me a great big hug. And that's what it felt like that first Sunday back. It felt like coming home after a long time away. Yes, I loved my time away. I loved time spending fully focused on my family and building up my own relationship with God. But I also really missed this place. 
I miss the groundedness of worshiping together each Sunday, beginning my week rooted in prayer and in scripture and in worship. And I miss the sense of peace and calm, the spirit that's felt when we walk through into this building. So many people over the years have declared to me, I can feel the spirit in this place. And when our bishop says it when she comes, you know it's true. And most of all, though, I miss the people here. I miss the smiling faces and the people greeting one another after a long week away and friends supporting and encouraging one another with hugs and prayers and being that comforting presence with someone when no words will work or no words are needed. So what makes a house a home? At first I thought it was our kitchen table because we can gather as a family at our kitchen table and we talk about the day and we eat the good food that Russ hopefully made and not me and we have hard conversations. And then I thought, well, maybe the most important, what makes a house a home is our couch because our couch is where we cuddle together and we watch movies and the whole family can sit on the couch and it's a great, wonderful time together. Or maybe it's a smell of my pretty candles or a favorite dish cooking that again, Russ is cooking and not me. But then I realized that all those things, they're nice and they are, they're even important to a house and a home. But the thing that really makes a house a home is the people and the love that is shared between them. And it's a cliche, but it's a cliche because it's true. In 1814, the first church meetings for what became Brexville United Methodist Church were held in a log cabin by, of Lemuel Bourne. I think that's how you say his name. And there were 16 people present in 1814. And they met that way in a log cabin in somebody's home for nine years until they grew too big and they needed a faith home of their own. And so in 1823, the first meeting of the Methodist Society was held in this very location. And over these past 200 years, new buildings have been built. We added an education wing and the fellowship hall downstairs and then the sanctuary here. And along the way, renovations have been made to meet the changing needs of ministry throughout the years. And so now, 200 years later, after they had that very first meeting here, we are gathering in this location and we are able to worship, not just with people here in Brexville, Ohio and the surrounding areas, but with people all around the world. Because of what they did 200 years ago and since, we are able to worship with people in 41 states and six different countries plus US. One of them includes Romania, 
which is just really kind of cool. And that's just online. That's just, uh, excuse me, that's just our website. That doesn't include all the people joining on Facebook and YouTube. And I say this because here in person, we don't necessarily see that. That each week, a third of our attendance, our worship attendance, comes from those worshiping online. Some of those people are people who have been part of our faith community in person, and then for whatever reason, they join us online because they're traveling, or they're sick that day and they don't want to share their germs, or something else. And then others are people who have found us online and now worship regularly with us. More and more, I'm, I'm meeting people, people come up to me, and they tell me, oh, I worship with you every week, Pastor Heidi. And I'm like, oh, I don't have a clue who you are. <laughs> or we get messages and emails from people who I don't know personally, face, or, and we've never seen them face to face, but they comment they, on the sermon or something that happened during worship, like something that Jenny said or one of the kids or what did Jamie do or anything like that. They are part of our community. I even had, oh my gosh, this is the weirdest one, is that Russ did a wedding down in, um, down near Akron. It was just a few weeks ago. He did a wedding down near Akron. And this woman, <laughs> this woman came up with a baby. This is, and so this is third person. So I don't know what exactly happened, but this is Russ's version that he told me, was that there was a lady with a baby who was talking to him. And it was at this wedding reception. And she's, he, and he's like, so I don't want to be weird, but I'll take your baby after I'm done working if you and your husband want to just relax for a little while. I'll take, I'll, I'll stay in, like, in, in, you can, in view, you can see me, but I'll take your baby so you can relax. And I, I do this at church all the time, so it's not that as weird as it sounds. And, and she goes, hold are you Pastor Heidi's husband? <laughs> I'm like, what? And, she's, and she says, oh, yeah, we worship on, with you guys online. We usually attend such and such a church, but when we can't attend, we worship with you guys online, and we found you with this Bible study and all these things, and it's just so great. And like, she, so then other people came up, and they're like, you're Pastor Heidi's husband. And it's like, I was like, aren't I cool? And Russ is like, I'm cool. I have a wife. That's awesome. And it was just really, but I, I share these things. Like people online are like, duh, we're here. But in person, we don't realize this because so much is what we see with our eyes. But because of what people did 200 years ago, we are able to connect with people around the world. How cool is that. I bet they didn't expect it, right? When they built the first building here, they didn't expect to be worshiping with people all around the world. Now, our scripture reading for today that Michelle read for us, and you did a wonderful job. It was a very long scripture, but it's the creation story, and you really can't cut it down too much. But this first creation story of God creating in the book of Genesis, it begins... In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. 
Now the earth was formless and empty. It says darkness was over the surface of the deep and the spirit of God was hovering over the waters. And over six days, six periods of time, God creates everything we know, everything we can understand and see simply by speaking. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. And in this way, God creates light, the sky, seas, the land, the vegetation, and the animals, the sun, the moon, the stars. And each and every time God created, God saw that it was good. Then God made humanity. And it says in verse 27, So God created humankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful and increase in number. Fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish in the sea and the birds of the sky and over every living creature that moves on the ground. And then God said, I give you every seed-bearing plant on the face of the whole earth and every tree that has fruit with seed in it. They will be yours for food. And all the beasts of the earth and all the birds in the sky and the creatures that move along the ground, everything that has breath in it and life in it, I give every plant for food. And it was so. And then it says in verse 31, God saw that all he had made and it was very good. In the beginning, God created everything we see and everything we know and gave it to us. And as ones made in the image of God, a God who is always building and mending and repairing and creating, we are called in that image to care for God's creation, to make home for others. Because the world, we know, is not this static place. Destruction in all kinds of forms is at work in the world. But so is God. God's ongoing, tenacious creation is ongoing. Order out of chaos, joy out of sorrow, home out of loneliness, justice out of pain, and life from death. And as followers of Jesus, as, as humans, as human beings, we are called to make a home for others, a safe space where people can come and be their perfectly imperfect selves and experience the unconditional life-transforming love of God. That is our calling. Our mission at Brexville United Methodist Church is to create safe spaces to grow with God and with one another. Yes, this is something that we created, that we, we put these words together, a, what, a year and a half, two years ago. But this has been part of who we are, our DNA, forever. Creating the safe spaces so that people can come and feel loved. Our mission is to create a home. Whether you're with us here in person or you're joining us online, we know that we are creating a space for all of us where God's spirit is palpable. Because just like at creation, 
when the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters, when we gather together, God's Spirit hovers over our chaos, right? The chaos of our lives and creates this home that is filled with comfort and hope and laughter and joy and peace. And I wish that I could share with all of you the stories that I hear from people again and again and again about feeling at home, feeling loved and supported by this community. And I know it is because of the people who are here that create this home and this love that can be felt all around the world. That's not insignificant, is it? Oh my gosh, guys. <laughs> That's not insignificant, is it? For people to, like, especially in this world? Come on, like, this world is wacko. And to have a space where we can come and feel loved and just feel enveloped with care and compassion, like, that is life transforming. And so if you have one of those stories, I would love for you to share it with me. I would love to be able to share it so that we can celebrate what God is doing within us and through us. That is worth sharing with the world. So let us go knowing that that is not just our mission here to create homes, but to go into the world and create those spaces there as well. Let's pray. Good and glorious God. We are grateful for your love that is so abundant, for your compassion and for the way that you have created a home for us in this world. God, be with us and empower us as we work to create little homes, little sanctuaries of your love and compassion for others. It is challenging and it is beautiful and wonderful. And we know that through your spirit, we might be empowered to do just that, to make a home, a safe space for everyone to encounter your love with a community of love. Amen. And we get to share um, in some beautiful time of music. Uh, Michael and Hillary Huff are going to come and share as we prepare for a time of celebration of um, sharing our prayers and with one another online, you can use prayer at brexelumc.com. Um, you can use the comments on Facebook or the text number. Um, and while they're getting ready, I do want to recognize that even my hands are cold up here, and I see you guys like shivering out there because it was warm like a day ago, and then it got cold, and we didn't turn the boiler on yet. So we'll do that by next week. All right, let us enjoy.
Thank you both very much. That was very beautiful. So we have a few prayers that have come in. Uh, Barb asked for prayers for her friend Heidi B, who is facing a leg amputation this week, and also prayers for those who are suffering with depression. And Matt asked for prayers for the Palestine-Israel conflict. And Linda asked for prayers of thankfulness that Bev is doing better. And Kim and Matt asked for prayers of healing and strength for Uncle Julian undergoing surgery from falling off a ladder. And Michael Jazak has a prayer of joy. Liz, he and Liz are celebrating his, their 35th wedding anniversary today. And tomorrow is their granddaughter Josephine's first birthday. I know. And Gail asked for continued prayers for Herb Einheit, who continues to improve after a shoulder replacement. And Nancy, a prayers of gratitude for Nancy, who is a wonderful support for Herb. And Chuck and Becky asked for prayers for the women of Emmaus Walk number 56. May they walk with Jesus each and every day. 
And Shelly asked for prayers for Taylor, who is on the Emmaus weekend. Um, and as well, uh, her uncle Joe passed away this past Monday, and, and she's there this weekend. And then prayers for Laverne and Jerry for healing um, for all of their injuries due to the fall. And Gail asked for prayers, continued prayers for Ruth McDonald. And Ruth is here today, and that's so exciting. And then I also want to um, add just prayers of, of thanks and joy for our contemplative service at the 8.30 hour um, started this morning. And I didn't realize how much I, I missed that service. It's just a wonderful time of sitting and having some quiet, which I don't know about you, but that doesn't often happen in my day to day. So to have some intentional quiet is wonderful. So if that sounds intriguing, join us at 8.30. Let us go to our Lord in prayer. Almighty God, where once there was nothing but silence, you spoke and created all things. Where there was once only formless and void, you made the earth and the seas, all creatures, even us us who are made in your divine image and God where there was where once we had no way of knowing you breathed wisdom enabling us to be in relationship with you and because of that relationship and because you created each and every one of us you know too well the hurt and the brokenness that people in this world carry and, oh God, only you know what will bring them wholeness. And so now we lift up these people, the people that we have spoken and voiced, as well as those who are laying heavy on our hearts. God, help us to remember that you still are creating. You are creating hope out of despair, health where there is illness, and love where all we can see is hate. God, may we trust in your handiwork, as you are the one who knit us together in our mother's womb. You made us whole through redemption in Jesus, and you sustain our every breath with your spirit. Oh God, with deep gratitude and your, for your abounding love, and with true humility, knowing that we are your beloved children. We pray the words that Jesus taught so long ago. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. And so the last thing we do each Sunday is to remind ourselves that this is not the end of church, but church goes with us into the world as we are God's people, God's hands and feet in God's creation. And so some ways that you can engage with BUMC and be the hands and feet in the coming weeks are tomorrow evening, 
at five o'clock begins our sewing group and it'll be upstairs and you're, if you have any skill or non-skill and interest in learning, um, you're welcome to join the sewing group and at, apparently it's six o'clock, I was wrong, it's six o'clock, listen to the slide and not me. Um, and you can make some um, walker bags and different items to go to people who are in assisted living centers. And then also, uh, right directly following today's service is our missions and community engagement meeting, and we're meeting up in 301, and so you can join us there to learn about and pray and discern with us as how to be in mission and engage with our community here and now. And then also on Saturday, uh, October 28th, we will participate and have a booth at Trick or Trot. It's a wonderful way to engage with the community and you can come and you can dress up in costumes and you can um, run the races and earn prizes and you can, or you can sit with us and stand with us at the, the booth and we hand out candy and it's just fun to be in community together. And so you can let us know um, at uh, just email office at brestleumc.com if you'd like to help with that or give us a call. And also I do wanna mention that there is, are books in the parlor for um, Bill Long, who is one of our longtime members. He wrote a book called Church at Chippewa Creek, all about Brexville United Methodist Church and our history. So if you would like to check one out, they are in the parlor. And then also there's a mural on our third floor. There's a whole big wall mural that has a lot of our history over the past 200 years. And it's a wonderful way to kind of get a snapshot of our history. And so I invite you to do that. And so with all of that, let us receive our benediction so we might go and do God's good work in the world. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and grant you peace. Go in peace and not in pieces. Amen. Let's stand and sing together. He is jealous for me. Love's like a hurricane. I am a tree.
worship you this week. I hope you have a wonderful week. Thank you.